Hello wrestling fans, it's Quinn Charisma. Hey, that's me. Today I'm with Bart Gordy. And this is Call It In The Ring. What's going on, Mark? Oh, nothing. Just, you know, fat, lazy, same old, same old. Same old. <laughs> I hear that. Fat, lazy, and hurting. <laughs> yeah, ain't that the damn truth, man. Yeah, I tell you what, I got all these storms we've been having lately, man. I got... PTSD of these tornadoes and stuff, man. Yeah, yeah they, they, get, they get close to you, ain't <laughs> Another one today. Man, you know, I tell you what, we, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I heard that Tennessee is part of uh, Tornado Alley now, man, you know? And well, it seems like we get one every other week now. Yeah, because didn't last, didn't like uh, Monday, didn't around Chattanooga get one? Yeah. Or, or last um, Monday, exactly. it was either Monday or last Monday, uh, right around Chattanooga, uh, I think it was last Monday, I think. Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's crazy. Seemed like we never had, never, you know. No, no, it, it didn't. You know, like you said, uh, I can't ever remember it being like this growing up. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Uh, our snow, we got a lot more snow back back a long time ago, especially in the seventies. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I remember it being just. I got pictures from from the seventies of some of our snows, and it's like. Vaguely, uh, late, mid, I want to say it had to be, because I, I had just started school, so it had to be 70, you know, from 75 to 77, probably, because my little brother wasn't born yet, he was born in 77, so, some, a couple year period there, I remember going out to Percy Priest Lake, out there by the dam, and people was driving cars on. There was a, a we were out walking on it, but there was a guy. He drove his Volkswagen Beetle Bug out onto the Percy Priest Lake. <laughs> Man, I like to see some pictures of that. Though. I know. <laughs> but yeah, well, you seen the ones from? Uh, I don't. I guess it was maybe the thirties or something, where uh, the Cumberland River uh, downtown were. It froze and people were out on the. They had took the cars out there on the. Yeah. On the Cumberland River. Yeah, they oh, were man, driving from. Are, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, uh, the, the, the just, that is just fascinating, you know. And, yeah, you uh, see it. I remember I've seen them the other. Uh, it um, they're driving from the east side across over to. Over to downtown, it's yeah. But see, but that but nowadays that won't happen because they say because that was before all the dams were put in and all that stuff, and it's the way it's. I don't know technically how it works, but that I've seen where people said, well, since they put in all the dam systems and stuff, it something happens where it won't happen anymore. But I don't know. <laughs> I tell you, man, there's a cool um, Facebook page I hadn't looked at in a little while. Uh, I want to say it's called Remember Na- Remembering Nashville or something like that. And people, oh, yeah, I remember Nashville. Yeah, yeah that's man, it. that's a cool. That's a cool uh, Facebook page, ain't it? Oh 
Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been going to that for quite a while now. And, um, man, anything you're looking for as far as the history of Nashville, yeah, you can go on there. And just, or, oh, yeah. I, I love seeing that old stuff, yeah, man. It's seeing crazy. how uh, uh, Nashville has changed, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just... Man. Yeah, I, I've... Yeah, I've been going to it for years and years, but I hadn't looked at it. It's probably been about six months since I've looked at it, but uh, yeah, I like that old stuff, man. It's it's interesting, and, and uh, just you know, Broadway itself, man. You remember how it used to look? Uh, <laughs> just <laughs> all the peep shows and the adult bookstores, and yeah, uh, from just just from the late eighties, early nineties, you know, yeah, because yeah, I mean, it was like. What was it? Uh, was it Adult World and a couple of ones down there? And then you had, then you had, you know, you had like, you know, you had Tootsie's. You had a couple of them little, little other little dive bars, but there wasn't. I mean, there wasn't nothing down there, man. It was, you know, Second Avenue had just started, you know, getting kind of popular, you know, early '90s with the Wild Horse and stuff like that. But, but from like, you know, First Avenue on up, man, it was just. Yeah, you didn't. There was no tourist out through there, especially at night. Daytime, you'd see them walking around, but at nighttime, no. <laughs> no, no. It's totally well, different. Well, we uh, we uh, had a couple of people uh, pass away this past week no, uh, in the wrestling business. Sucks, sucks so bad. Um, Scott Bowden and uh, Joe Petafino. Actually, we had didn't we have three? Uh, uh, what's his name? Oh, uh, I was <laughs> I was forgetting his name. Um, oh, Howard Finkel. Right? Well, now Finkel was week before. Um, yeah, it was week before. Oh, Steinborn, Nikki Steinborn. Yeah, yeah. Um, or was that last week? About, I believe that was last week. Okay. Uh, okay. I can't remember if it was. It was right on the right. It was right turn of the weekend. I think maybe it was. He was right in the middle. I think kind of like because <laughs> yeah he yeah he was after Finkel like a day or two after Finkel. So he might have been last week then. So we'll just go with two then. Yeah, because Petticino and Scott Bowden they were like back to back. And um, yeah man, yeah Petticino always admired him. It was like, you know. Growing up, you know, especially when, you know, the teenager being a, you know, a chubby teenager, I, I admired Petticino for, for being able to, 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 to bag old Bonnie, old Bonnie, what was, it, uh, what was her name? Blackstone or whatever it was. Oh, yeah, you know, Bonnie Blackstone. Kind of look up to old, old, old fat Joe, you know. <laughs> Oh, Joe, yeah, he must have had, he must have had game. Yeah, he had something. <laughs> she was, she, she was with him to the day he died, so. But, yeah. yeah, they were together for, uh, I'm not mistaken, uh, Cornette on his uh, podcast this past week said they were together for 35 years or something like that. Or? Yeah, it, it's, I know they were together, you know, <laughs> I think like the first time I ever saw it was around, you know, late 80s. So, yeah, they've been around for, they were together forever. So, but, um, yeah, yeah he, they haven't been in bad health for a while, hadn't he? Uh, I think 
So, yeah, cause I remember seeing uh, a, somebody put a, somebody had it put a post. I remember back, uh, I think it was before Christmas, said he wasn't doing too good. Um, so he was having a rough time. So, uh, is uh, have you heard the reason or why Scott passed away or anything? Have yeah, you heard anything? I haven't been on Facebook much at all. Um, last, you know. Probably last three, four days. I get on there just to check, see something, you know, uh, check if I have messages or anything, and then I get back off there. I hadn't really, so I've been busy working on DVDs and stuff. Um, so I don't know if anybody's posted anything. Um, I asked uh, Plunkett the other night if he heard anything, and he said he hadn't heard anything yet, so, or saw anything, you know. So I, I don't know, um, you know, what their. Uh, you know what? If anybody's released anything or not, but um, yeah, man, I, I man, I like Scott Bowden, dude. He was so underrated as a manager. Ain't that the damn truth? Now, if he would have, you know, Hart left for WWF in '85. If he could have came in right after Hart left, and st- I believe he would have been there for a long time. And I believe people would be talking about Scott in the same vein as people talk about Cornette nowadays, man. Well, he, was that, he was that good, man. Here's my thing. Um, okay, when you say that, do you mean like Cornette in Memphis or Cornette total career? Because he was only in Memphis. Total, total, yeah, total career. Okay. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Cornette was only in there for about a I think he was there for about a year. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, man, I'm not talking about, he had, to me, Scott, he could talk, I mean, he was, other than Hart, I think Bowden was the best Memphis manager there was. So, my thing, when I I did a post is, you know, I was thinking, he's top five, okay, I never saw Saul Weingroff, but I heard he was... Uh, instant heat getter. Um, yeah. And then... Oh, I meant to that, too. I, I never saw... Uh, saw yeah. You know, then, I would... So... And then, um, you know, I, then I have into my top... The top five, you know, uh, uh, Sam Bass. I really haven't seen anything of Sam Bass because what's floating out right the out out there, what's the footage, It's you can't, you know, but they say he was really good, so I don't, you know, you just gotta go by what they say, you know, uh, but then Jimmy Hart's, I, Scott Bowden's number four, I think, of all time, of, you know, but I, of the ones I've seen, he's number two, uh, you know, Hart, him and Hart, and, and, you know, it, and here's another thing, I don't think people realize, would he have been better than Hart if he was at a different time period, because that early nineties, mid nineties, Memphis was not very good. So no, you know, wouldn't. You know I mean, very good. so what could he have done if it had been around Hart's time? Because he was an instant heat getter. Because oh, yeah. I mean, that's in real life. You know, he just had that preppy uh, frat boy, smug, smart aleck. You just wanted to punch. You know exactly, and, man. And, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, if and, he would have came in right after Hart, 
Uh, yeah, oh, and yeah. stayed there for for a long time, yeah. like Hart did. I think people would be talking about Bowden nowadays in the same league as they would as they do Cornette. Yeah. You know, oh yeah, he, he he was he was just that good man, and if he just man, if he he, he just showed up at the wrong time, yeah, period, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cause, you know, you think about it because I. I you know, I, I think J.D. Costello was decent. He was okay. Um, yeah, he was only there for like a year, a little over a year. He was decent. Um, you know, then they brought in Bruno. Bruno was really underrated, but gosh, they let him go out there way too much. Um, I didn't realize how much they let him go out there until me and Plunkett started doing the um, Territory Wrestling Review of 80, uh, Memphis 87, and good gosh... Uh, it seemed like he was out there uh, every almost every segment. And until here recently, it seemed like they've cut him back to just two. But he was out there just, uh, all just, and it was like, oh my gosh. And, uh, I think, I think that hurts him because he just got, just, they just, he was out there way too much. Um, so I think, um, you know, I think that hurts him, but his his work was really good. Um, uh, and then let's see, after him, who was it? Um, they had a salute slew of them after that because it was like, um, let's see, who was after Bruno? They had um, big well, big uh, big business Brown. Um, yeah, Nate the Rat. Nate, well, I don't consider that because he was he did jobbers for so him and Boss Winners they did jobbers yeah, for so yeah, long. Yeah, that's true. You know, uh, like main managers. Let's see, Big Menace Brown, that Ronnie Lots guy. Um, let's see. Richard Lee came in with the with the dogs. Yeah, he was just with he the was just, dogs. Yeah, I just don't. Yeah, he was just with the dogs. So kind of. Um, let's see. They even used oh, uh Paul Neighbors. Remember they turned him as a hill manager uh for yeah. a while. Um Brandon Baxter, um uh, I know I'm missing some other ones. Well, yeah. didn't Jamie they used Jamie a little a little while, Jamie Dundee. Yeah, that's right. The yeah, they sure because uh he managed the I remember he managed the Texas Hangman's and he's come out of the, the locker room sports arena with the with the Texas Hangman mask on <laughs> managing them. And uh, yeah, so he he was a heel manager for a little bit. Um I'm sure we're like some missing some, but out of all those, uh, Bowden was hands down. Man <laughs> I mean, he, oh my gosh, he, uh, you could tell, man, he would just get on Dave, Dave Brown's nerves. <laughs> uh, no, I had to go back, I listened to you and JP uh, last night, and uh, I had to go back and uh, watch that again with him and Dave Brown when he said the R word. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. It's some funny stuff, man. You, you just see Dave just get pissed, but I'm like, oh, no. It's got to keep playing, and I'm like, oh, no. And then when, uh, and then when Lance came back, you could just, him and uh, Lance was like, you could tell Lance was getting frustrated with him on that. But uh, did, yeah. did you ever hear the story Scott was telling about? When he came back, he came back from the uh, from going out there talking to come back, and Eddie Marlin pulled him over to the side and said, "Scott, 
I didn't know mean you were working Monday night at the Coliseum. <laughs> and he's like, we're not. And he's like, well, you mentioned me, so we must be working. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was like, no. Oh, yeah. yeah, he was. And, he, and I forgot about when JP, like, uh, the other night, he talked about when uh, Bound used to put the, the uh, uh, Florida State Seminoles helmet on. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. I was uh-huh. talking about Bobby Bowden being Uncle Bobby, and he had that football helmet. <laughs> uh, that was great, man. That, that, was, that old gimmick was great, I was going to tell you, man, if it would have been a different time period, oh, my gosh. Yeah, no. Yeah, he, he's just one of those guys who's born. He, he's got, he, you know, we all talk about the guys born too late, you know, for to be in the ring. He was born too late to be the man, a manager, you know? His time period was, oh, gosh. But yeah, he was just, he, <laughs> his facial expressions, man, were, oh my gosh. <laughs> Remember that one, I liked the one time, too, when uh, Lance was uh, interviewing him, and he was getting on his case about something, and, <laughs> and Scott goes, okay, Dad. That's what I'm saying, he just wanted you, you just wanted to punch him. I mean, he was, he was so sarcastic and just... I mean, oh my oh, gosh, he was, he was so he good. Was great, man. He was, you know. <laughs> you know, he had, you know, he had the different, you know, because like you know, from where I can, you know, all the stuff about Saul, you know, Saul had that sneaky, you know, heat get at, get the finish, screw him heat, you know. But uh-huh. Bound had that just you just want to punch him because he's just just a prick, you know. <laughs> Oh, man. You, you know, you know, <laughs> he, he finally knows the answer, probably. You know, that was the first thing he said when he went up there. Was that really Mill Mask? <laughs> yeah, he finally got his answer, yeah. He finally got his answer. Somebody stooched it off and told him, bro. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Yeah, because did you listen to the... Um, uh, thing that um, Brian Lash did. Uh, well, do you mean this past uh, cornet? Uh, no, I haven't uh, listened. Not the cornet one. He he did on the in K, uh, or Katie and Vanguard. He put a, like a best of Scott uh, Scott Bowden on there. <clears throat> no, I've, no, I mean, I've li- it's like it's really like long. That. It's really long. I've listened to like the first two hours. Like the first first part of it is. Um, Back when uh, he he was a guest on uh, Scott Bowden was a guest on uh, Austin Idol show, and then um, uh, so then that then it was uh, when he first started doing when last started first started doing the Kentucky Five Wrestling podcast was with Bowden. It was when they when he first started doing that he started and it was going into the uh, Mill Masters. Um, a stretcher job and all that so but it's still i think it's like a three or four hour thing he put together um i think he put it out friday i think maybe um like i said i still i still got over half of it to listen to but um it was <laughs> yeah they were talking about the um they were talking about the uh you know the whole thing and you know you think about it both sides have good uh, points though you know it's like because you listen because Cornette was on there when him and Cornette was going back and forth on it and it was like 
well, you know, yeah, corner. Then he starts talking. It's like, and then Bound's like, well, how did they get a Milmaskeris mask outfit and everything? Because there was no place, you know, you just couldn't get one within three days back then, you know? So it's yeah, like, that's true. You know, it's just like, this, you know, like every cor- point Cornette would pull up, Bowden would have a point, and it's like, you know, and it's like, because you'd be, la- I'd be, I would be leaning one way and another one talking, you know, and they just, it's like, gosh, who really knows, you know? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that's a good point, though, man, you know? <laughs> but hey. you just, you know, you, you just, you, you know how they always had, you know, a spoiler, a mass superstar, yeah. uh, <laughs> why not a Bill Masters? Well, yeah, because that's what, you know, because uh, the whole thing was, there's like a, over like three or four weeks time that, um, like I said, Cornette was on there with them talking about it. Jerry Jarrett was on there talking about it. And Scott was even, when Jerry Jarrett was on there talking to him about it, even Scott said, you know, you were notorious for, Memphis was notorious for, you know, putting ringers in there, putting people like, you know, uh, Dick, oh, yeah. you know Dick Steinborn was Mr. Wrestling. And, Mr. Wrestling, you know, yeah. They said, you know, and what was it, Jerry Stubbs was, what, the mass superstar? Yeah. And, you know, so he's like, you know, and so, I mean, Bound just come out and just told Jerry, you know, and Jerry's like, yeah, you know, he said, we, we had to, we did stuff to what we had to do back then. <laughs> but, you know, Jerry. Yeah, when you didn't want to come out of the pocket for the actual people. Yeah. Then, then you put Bill, Bill Drummo under the hood and call him the Super Destroyer. Yeah, Bill <laughs> Drummo, yeah. Oh, he was old by then. He was, he would have been. He was, that was like one of the last places he worked, wasn't it? I think so, man. Yeah. He looked horrible, too, he was, man. He uh, had to be in his 50s during that time period. Uh, yeah, I remember, I was like, yeah, I, I actually, I think I saw, watched him out a few months back, and it was like, dang. Yeah. They actually, the, uh, we got, I've got the clippings where they actually build. Ken Wayne as Tiger Mask, and it's like, goodness gracious, you know, <laughs> that's just, that's, uh, yeah. <laughs> you gonna put, you know, Mask Tiger, or? But you know, here's or, the thing, though, in Memphis, how many people actually know who Tiger Mask was at that time period? Yeah, that's, no, I that's say true. nobody. I say yeah. nobody did. Because, I mean... Dang, I mean, but, I, I mean, nobody. I mean, you know? <laughs> I know. I, they they used, uh, when he worked the, the Chattanooga, when they did the Georgia Championship yeah. Wrestling thing, when they taped out of Chattanooga, yeah. he was straight cat down yeah. there. Yeah, straight cat with, with the mask. Uh, yeah. He had the he had the tiger mask mask, but he was, yeah, straight cat. So. Yeah. But when he came back up here, they just, Hell, he just called him Tiger Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Did did um. Now that that was for the 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 little short uh, Georgia um the um uh, Chattanooga Georgia uh, the Georgia Chattanooga uh however would they call it um the championship wrestling Georgia championship wrestling but it was like the 
Chattanooga thing they tried to do. Did now did that TV was it just Chattanooga area only, or did they show any of that on ever show any of that on TBS? actually showed some at on TBS. That's why they called him Stray Cat because um, you know PBS at that time was going everywhere. So maybe they thought maybe some you know might know who Tiger Mask was because you know you know he worked you know uh, did some stuff in New York with um, Dynamite Kid. Was it for the what was the what was, yeah. the, the, uh, what was the belt called? The their not they were one of cruiser back then. Their lightweight or whatever it was. The, yeah, I believe they had the, it was just junior title, WWF junior. Yeah, something like that, yeah. 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 Um, so I'm thinking maybe it was being, you know, maybe it was getting showed some on TBS, so they think maybe, well, you know, it go, the TBS goes everywhere, and so they just, so they said, well, you're, even though you got the match, we'll just call you Stray Cat, so I'm thinking maybe. And then when he went to oh, Memphis, they're like, Drew's like, screw it, <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah, don't nobody in Memphis know who Tiger Man yeah, is. So. But, uh, yeah, man, that, that didn't last but maybe six weeks or something, like a month and a half. Yeah, it wasn't long. I think it was like a summer or something. It wasn't long. Yeah, and but I've never watched it, man, so they must have showed it on TBS. Some, sometime during the, you know, the weekend, sometime, but... Uh, what little bit I've seen I'll, it's out there? Floating around through the years, it was good stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, I like to see the whole run of it, man. I wonder if anybody's got the whole run of it somewhere. I don't. I don't I'm sure it's out there with all these other stuff. It's everybody says it's not. It's probably sitting in a. It's probably sitting in a um, box in a studio, uh, a TV station studio somewhere in a box, mislabeled with other stuff. <laughs> Chattanooga. Uh -huh. You know, probably it's probably yeah. sitting in the same box with the um, uh, Luthez's UWA uh, Chattanooga yeah. stuff. Probably in the same box, mislabeled in a, in a, t a TV station down there. Wouldn't that be something, man? Go go some back room and, and see both of them just sitting on top of each other, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be like, oh my god, <laughs> dude. That's like uh, I, I, I might have talked about this before. Um, I stumbled. I was. Doing, looking at stuff up here uh, in the papers, the old Bowling Green papers, and and back in the '60s, Bowling Green had live studio wrestling up here at WBKO, and I'm thinking, uh -huh. man, I'm you know, there's, it's in the same building, so I'm like, man, you know, there's probably some stuff in there, too, you know, it's just could be, man, gathering dust. Yeah, I mean, because. Stuff, you know, you think of stuff as though the years it's got to get mislabeled, misplaced, and, and, you know, and it got pushed to the back, it's in a closet, you know, done forgot, been forgot about for years, and you, you know what I'm saying? It has to be, because stuff keeps uh, turning up, you know, 
little by little stuff's turning up. So there's stuff out there. It's just people's got to get in, you know, somehow get in these places and look for it, you know, have access. That's the thing is getting access to get in there and dig around and, you know, so that's like you think about all the uh, pictures and stuff sent into newspapers and stuff through the years for advertisements and stuff. That stuff's got to be some, you know, I'm sure Slaw Places got rid of some of their stuff, but, um, you know, I'm sure um, there's uh, some stuck in, you know, boxes somewhere. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I know back when I was living in Lafayette, the paper up there, like once a week, they would have, uh, if, you, if you're in this picture or know anything about it, um, they'd be like 20, 30, 40 years old, you know, back, and it's like, hey, we're cleaning some of them out. If, if you want it, come get it, you know? <laughs> so, so, oh, man. So, you know, you know, so you're thinking, if that little place, person, you know, there's got, if they're finding stuff from 40 years ago that, pictures that they put in the paper, you know, there's probably all over the place. There, This stuff has been mislabeled and, and pushed back to the back that people hadn't went through in probably 30 years. It's just been sitting back there. It's got something mislabeled on it. It probably says something on it, and it's it's totally not what's in there, you know, or it just, people didn't label stuff back in. They just threw it around, you know, because no, nobody cared, you know. I'll just throw it over yeah, that I, box, you know. <laughs> Speaking of Lafayette, when we ran uh, the armory up there, I believe this is the place I'm thinking about. We went, we had a, uh, we put an ad in the paper, and we we went to the the, the, the building where they had the, the paper housed in there, and man, it was really, if, I can, if I'm not mistaken, it was really small, and when we went in there, it just looked like it was a, a hoarder would live there, kind of sort of. It was like, <laughs> stuff was stuff was everywhere, man. And you know, in these little back rooms, man, they yeah. they got all that stuff back there, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just, it, it, it and like I said, and stuff, you know, people didn't, you know, if they were told just, you know, hey, put that up, you know, it, nothing got labeled. It got put in a box, and then and the box got, you know what I'm saying? So they don't know what's in it's just been sitting back there, or it's labeled as something important, and like I said, and still just got thrown in whatever box was open at the time because they, you know, and there's it's out there. It's just got to be access to getting it, and you know, getting in there and getting it, and getting access to look through it, and and I'm sure it's not gonna be easy and fun. It's gonna be time consuming if you do get access to go through stuff at places. Um, so, I mean, but I, I I say, I can't believe there's nothing, nothing else nowhere, you know? It just, it, especially, you know, it, um, you know, well, Goodless, you know, he, his, all of his major towns had their own TV, you know? Uh, yeah. So all these little towns, they fed off from, but when Jarrett went, you know, Jarrett, he only had one TV, when he took over and was it seventy seven or whatever, whatever that when the thing was seventy seven, he had one yeah. TV. He just had one TV. So the Louisville stuff's got to be somewhere, um, you know, Evansville. You know they didn't get those tapes back every time, you know. Mm. So I mean, no, in Nashville, yeah, 
Nashville. And, um, hell, Nashville was several stations. Uh, yeah, yeah, especially when, uh, in the 80s when, when Jarrett took over Nashville. Yeah, they had on, I remember at one time, they had three stations at one time. I want to say 86, they had 17, 2, and 30. They had three stations at at one point, and then they dropped one of them. I think it was, I think it was seventeen and two or thirty and two. No, not thirty. I'm sorry, not one thirty. I'm sorry. It was seven, it was two seventeen, and channel thirty nine. Channel thirty nine. Yeah, and which I think that became thirty, didn't it? I don't remember. I want to say around late eighties because they showed the Reds. And they became, they became. Uh, I'm pretty sure they become WCY 30 because they showed they were 39 and they showed the Reds games and then they went. I want to say around 88 maybe they became. I'm gonna have my years a little mixed up, but around that I know it was around that time period because they started showing the um, Cincinnati Reds games. They started showing them on um, WCAY 30. So, but yeah, one time it was like it was uh, two was a studio show. Seventeen, I think, was that B was that B loop tape, and thirty, I think, was a B loop tape where it was a combination of studio and call sim shows and stuff. But I mean matches. But yeah, um, yeah, they had three. So you gotta think, you know, they did get three of their tapes back every week, <laughs> every week on the week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, it just. <laughs> You know, some intern was told to mail them back, and you know they didn't get mailed back, and they got thrown off in a box and mislabeled. And, yeah. yeah, it's out there. It's just somebody's got to take the time and have the connection of letting, which most places will blow you off, from what I've heard. You know, to get in the studio is to dig through the stuff. You know, that's the. You know, I think there's enough people out there that would spend the time in doing it. You know. So, I mean, good grief, I spent uh, six to eight hours on one freaking match <laughs> trying to figure it out. I, I could spend some time digging through some stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, you ought to go to that w, w, uh, was it, w, WKO. Or WKO. WKO. That's right. Up, it's just right up the road up here. Um, I, I, I said, you know, uh, this oh, this been years ago, not changed the topic topic off of WKO, but uh, I was thinking about that. Years ago, I want to say, was it 03, 04? 03. I was working for a courier service, and I had to go pick up a a tape out at Two Rivers Baptist Church, and I had to take it to Channel 2 down on Mercer Road. And I went in there, and I dropped it off. I come back out, you know, it's filling out my, my paperwork and everything and I was fixing to pull off and I was like you know I gotta go in there and ask them if I can go if I can look through their stuff then I was like I ain't got time I gotta I gotta, I gotta you know I was delivering stuff and I was like but you know now yeah. I look back I just said screw it I should have went back in there and talked to them you know <laughs> oh man because I mean but you know I don't know if maybe you've talked about this. Maybe you can help me out because I talked to Scott Till about it. And he he can't remember it because if you look because you know you get on that site and you look at the old uh, Google's cards 
And from like 79, sometime in 79 on to 80 to when they shut down, they stopped. The Channel 2 um, thing on the bottom of the, of the card was gone, and it just said Channel 5. Because they had Channel 2 and Channel 5 on there for, for like three years where they had two shows. And then sometimes in 79, they took the Channel 2 part off. You know, so the, you know the TV part and what stations it was on. And it was just yeah. a channel. I think it was the Channel 5 and maybe this. And I think maybe they put it on 17 at one point there. But yeah, Channel 2 was gone. And I asked Till about it and he said he don't remember it. Um, he said the only one was going to Channel 2. Because um, I do remember vaguely th them having two TV shows. Because remember they used to show matches from the fairgrounds because uh, um, Lynn Rossi would do the commentary and every now and then uh, what was Jerry Jarrett's cousin that worked in, worked in the office? Um, oh, crap. He did the programs and stuff. Scott Till took over for him. I can't remember what the guy's name was. Uh, the one that Cornette... Oh, uh, Mike Shields? Yeah, no, 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 no. Mike Shields had already done started doing the video. This was the guy who did the programs for Nashville. Oh. Not the pictures. Uh, it's the one, Cornette by, the one that Cornette went to uh, out there and got all of his... When he first started managing, Mike... I think his name was Mike, but it wasn't Mike Shields. Um... Oh crap! But anyway, he would do. He would. Him and Lim Ross. He would do some commentary sometimes, and be like. Uh, then I remember. I think like Lynn Rossi and. Uh, what's the guy? Oh, Jerry Barber. Um, but it's mostly Lynn Rossi and that other guy. Gosh, what was his name? Mike. Oh my gosh! I can't. But they used to do show matches from, the fairgrounds. And. Um, I think that's what that Channel 5 show was. So, uh, I can't remember that guy's name. I'm going to remember it tonight sometime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, gosh. See, like, though, I, I used to watch it on Channel 5, and it would be like at uh, 4 o'clock or something when it came on, 3.30, 4 in the evening on Channel 5. But I don't ever remember. I used to remember it being the studio. It might have been, totally been mixed. It might have been mixed. It might have been mixed stuff. But yeah. I do remember they they did show matches from. I don't think it was the whole card because that would be that would be shooting yourself in the foot. It might have been. Yeah. Like, it probably was like what the 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 B loop tape was that, that Jared would send out. It's probably like that. It yeah. probably showed some of the matches, you know, from the fairgrounds and some of the studio stuff. I bet. Um, I bet that's what it was. Um, Duncan, Mike Duncan. Mike, oh, okay, there you go. <laughs> I know I did it sometime. <laughs> oh, oh man, that's what I was talking about. Right before I got on here, I was scrolling through Facebook real fast. Somebody posted a picture. I, I think I think if I have seen them, I had seen them, and it's been so long I forgot about them. Somebody posted a picture of the Funks holding the old NWA World Tag Belts, the L.A. version. Boy, you talking about cheesy looking. Oh, I love them. Man, I was like, oh, I love, you know me, I love cheesy belts of old 
especially that, that, that old trophy looking seventies belts. I love them. And man, I was looking. I was like, I was like, I don't think I've seen. If I had, like I said, I don't remember them. But I was like, oh my gosh, I love those belts. And then I scrolled down, and and Derek Neal posted a, a, this thing from Japan. These two women working, and this girl just kicks the ever living dog crap of this girl right in the face. Yeah, when we get off here, go on to my Facebook and look at it. I, I, I shared, I shared it, or whatever you call it. I, so it's on there, man. I was like, I've seen people get kicked softer that in a real fight. You know, I was, I mean, there's like, there's no way in the world you could have worked that even being just super, super, super snug. There's no way you could. I mean. She kicked the dog crap out of this girl right in the face. Just stomped her. Like, they like working like that over there, though, don't they? Yeah, but good gosh. Yeah, this no, was like, uh, I mean, it was, ooh, I just don't, mm. I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah, they like all that stuff, but gosh, this was like, like I said, I hadn't seen people kick like this hard in real fights, man. Kicked her like she owed her money. Yeah, I guess she didn't pay her part of the trans. <laughs> oh man, jeez, Louise, that's crazy. But yeah, I watched. Uh, um, I was going through some DVDs, man, and um, uh, did you ever? I know I brought last time. You knew everybody I was talking about, and. Uh, a guy that worked for Bruiser, Golden Lion. You know that don't ring a bell right off. Man, I, I, I was. They said he married Bruiser's daughter after Spike Huber left. Left her. He was a big old fat dude. I mean, he, his work was pretty good. He can move. He can move for a big dude. I was shocked. Cause I first saw him, I was like, "Ooh, and now he can bump good." And uh, but man, there was some. There was that ru the Russian brute. Oh my gosh! Is when he first. Yeah, I remember started. him. He was horrible. Oh man, man this is when he first. <laughs> I, they should have mentioned him when he first started. Holy smokes! Oof. Vern actually used them. Vern Ganya. Yeah, later on. Yeah. Yeah, this was from like I want to say '85, maybe. Uh, oh man! And actually, when he was going by Russian Brute, then he was actually going by a different name. Is when he first started. I can't remember who he used because they shot. It was like from '85, and then like on the same DVD, like four matches later down, uh, it was from like from '87. He was the Russian Brute. <laughs> but yeah, man, who was like, oh man, he was really bad when he started. <laughs> but um, did they have some? And they had guys on there. Now, I've never heard of, man, it could it could work, man. I was like, well, I mean, they were really good, you know? They just never... Yeah, he's, uh, there to, uh, I guess it might have been the last, I don't know, the last uh, hurrah for Dick the Bruiser there, wherever he, wherever he ran at. But didn't he use a, uh, a Gary Lawler? Yeah, Gary the King Lawler, yeah. Yeah, that reminds me. I was looking because every now and then, if you, I can find people who post stuff like on um, 
I go on, it's, it's uh, like Kayfabe Memories. Uh, uh-huh. They post stuff and a link to their, uh, or they've uh, got a subscription to newspapers.com. Uh-huh. I'm probably stooging this off and they and they, well, my thing, but nobody even listens to this. I'm nobody from doing this. like Com's gonna listen to this. <laughs> I can't even pay people to listen to this. But anyway, you can click on the link, then you click on their name. Uh, when you go, when you click on the the, it pulls up the the link to to you know what they're you know, what they've um you know cut it cut out and pasted, and it'll have their their little name. Uh, for their account on newspapers.com, you can click on it and it'll pull up everything they've cut and pasted out of there. So I was going through trying to find this one card, uh, actually more than one card, actually from a, several cards from um, the guy that spun off from Bruiser, the Dark Angel. Um, he started up his own promotion. He he left, he got mad at Bruiser and uh, left and started saying, and some Bruiser's guys went with him. Anyway, he put out a set, and I was trying to figure out these shows, and I I found this, so I got on this guy, and he had all kinds of stuff from Indiana, Ohio, Illinois, that whole area up there, and I was looking at a Bruiser card from, I want to say, 87, and it had Gary the King Lawler versus Rick Valentino. I saw that today at about four o'clock this afternoon. I was looking through these things, these these cards, and I was looking through them, and I was like, "Hold on a second. I looked on the advertisement. It said, and I, because I, you know, I was, it's, yeah, that it said Gary. The, and I was like, I knew that part, but it said Rick Valentine. I was like, "Hold on a second. Let me look at that. I looked at it. I was like, oh, piss. <laughs> Rick Valentino well I don't know actually where he's from but from the time period we ran across from him he was actually out of Kentucky and he was coming down to Hartsville Tennessee and was working in Hartsville Tennessee he was I guess you could say booking it if they want to call it that but he had been him and Todd Morton worked as the Junior Rock and Roll Express all through Kentucky for Dale Man. And didn't they even maybe do a little bit for Jarrett? I think maybe. Maybe a week or two, maybe. For some reason, I thought I remember seeing their name. Said, uh, I don't, because it was when, it was right after, because remember they, they more, uh, the Ricky Morton and Todd Morton was working at like 89 yeah. for Jarrett's. And then Morton left. And then I want to say it was like a week, maybe. Uh, for some reason, it they were the junior rock and roll. They, I remember their name, but they ne- I never saw them on TV. But I remember the name, seeing the name somewhere on a Jarrett uh, card around that time period. I don't have no recollection there. I'm, but I remember that, and then yeah, I remember him. He would always. Put himself over talking. Do you remember the time he told us a story about he that him and Todd got hired on at WCW, and uh, then uh, he said that they had to let him go because they had to scrap the angle uh, 
because Robert gets some blew his knee out, and, and, they had, and then they, remember they turned Ricky Morton to what, Richard Morton. The yeah, and I was like, that, I was like, yeah, 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 I remember all that, but I don't remember y'all being down there. Yeah, I don't see. But I do remember. Yeah, oh man. yeah, definitely. But man, I, I remember seeing somewhere. It was right at that time period after Morton left and Todd Morton was still there. And I said it was never on TV. Where did I see that at? I know I seen. You know where? You know what? I think I know where I see. I remember it now. Because at that time period, I was listening a lot to a station out of Kentucky, a country station. Um, and I, cause I remember I used to hear wrestling ads all the time. Because I remember that's when I heard the first time I heard. Um, the high school sensation, Chris Klein from Franklin High School. Uh, so it was that time period. So that must where I heard that then. I bet they were, because they used to do cards on there all the time for like Franklin and all the little Kentucky border towns. Uh, yeah. That different different promotions would run, like Dale Man and just different people. And uh, I, I, that's where I bet I've, I heard the Junior Rock and Roll Express. That's where I had yeah. heard it from. Because I only heard it one time around that time period. So that's probably what it was. Come think about it. But now he he said they were that they were working for Jarrett's and then they went to WC. Yeah, he... he was, we, we know he was full of shit because some of the stuff he... We went up there to Danville, Kentucky and worked a show for him. And, man, yeah, that was... was I remember he told Didn't us. Didn't he get in trouble? Didn't he get in trouble? Yeah, they, they uh, got about how it was supposed to have been a benefit. They got in trouble. Was a, uh, the whole thing was insurance fraud? Uh, that whole family, him and that whole family, got. Uh, he spent some time. They all got arrested for it and spent time for it. Um, yeah, it was insurance fraud. They did it because not only the 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 wrestling show, but it was the um, you know it was it was. Uh, you know, they were getting insurance money and stuff from it and all the, I mean, it was, it was a big thing, oh, man. Gracious. Yeah. Because, man. Get you a nice room and yeah, I remember that he's like, you're going to get a good payoff. Uh, he said, I'll get, uh, and I remember he, when I talked to him, because you talked to him, and then I talked to him after that, and he told me, he's like, he said, I'm going to get y'all, I'm going to get a uh, rental car set up for you, give you a nice room, good payoff. He said, it's going to be catered. I listen to that, and I remember like the week before, he's like, and I remember I was like, "What about the?" He's like, "Man, I, I, the rental car ain't gonna happen." Uh, he's like, I'm, "I'm gonna get you, I'm gonna get you some transportation up there," which it was that worked out the best, riding with Troy's parents, you know, yeah, and that yeah. big conversion van. But yeah, then we get up there, and I kept waiting for the hotel room, and we end up sleeping in the van, and yeah, and, uh, it was yeah, we get there and. I remember because it, it was the whole thing, you know, it, it, and it was supposed to have been all these tickets sold, and what was there, like 50 people there, maybe? Yeah, if that. <laughs> and, um, oh, it was bad. It was like 50 people, and, and, uh, so we get, so we go to this place, and, and so we get that thing, and he said, everybody going back tonight after the show, uh, we're going back to this, this house where these people, um, uh, we're doing this benefit show for. So we go back to that house, and it's like 20 miles from the town that we ran in Danville. I never forget this place. It's called Bergen, Kentucky. There's nothing there. Look it up on the map. There's nothing. 
it was ah. down the middle. So we drove like 20 miles out in the middle of nowhere. I think it's like southwest of Danville. And we get into this old house. I just remember there was a, a, a kid laying in a, it was like a medical bed. And there wasn't, and supposedly there was nothing wrong with this kid. Um, but yeah, he was supposed to have been all these messed up from this car wreck. And that's what all this stuff, I don't know. But anyway, so we sat there and I was like, okay, I'm starving because I was eight since we left Mount Juliet. Uh, yeah. That, you know, like 11 o'clock that day. And so <laughs> I remember I was last arrested. So where's the, um, where's, where's the catering at? And he's like, that's in the kitchen. And I remember we went in there and it was like a, a shrimp, a little shrimp tray, shrimp, shrimp, not tray, I'm sorry, shrimp, uh, shrimp ring from like Kroger. And then they had, then they had the big, like, uh, the big platter of cookies you get at Kroger's and that was it. And I was starving to death. Uh, I just, I remember Todd Morton walking around like, you know, he was the biggest thing that ever happened to that, to, to wrestling, you know. You know, I don't think that would have looked, I think he was mad, because I think he was, I think he got stuff from his payoff, too, and I think he was looking for stuff to steal. <laughs> I'm serious, I think he was looking for stuff, I think he was looking for stuff, to, like, because I'm sure he got stiff on his money, too. Stuff his pockets full of shrimp and cookies. Because he, I mean, he wasn't talking to nobody. I mean, he was walking around. And he was talking to that one rat. But yeah, I was. And that's what it was. He got stiffed on his money, too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because I'm telling you right now, at the time, he didn't, uh, you know, because he had to have the license. Remember, he told. Because that was another thing. He was like, don't worry about the license. I got all that taken care of. And old boy uh, from the. Um, Commission showed up at the show with yeah. Mike Samples because that was a Jarrett town, and I bet he wasn't expecting him to come out of his pocket for all those licenses he had to pay for that night. No, sure wasn't. Then you know he had all the uh, fake uh, doctor's gimmicks for everybody, but you know he wasn't expecting them to come up there and ask for that money that night. So he there had you know. Way over a hundred something dollars he had to pay out that night for Kentucky license because good grief, everybody on the card was from Tennessee, you know. Uh, so, you know, so there, there were except for Todd Morton, he's the only one that probably had his license. He was the only one that had his license, so there went Todd yeah. Morton's payoff from the. <laughs> so I, I'm sure he was mad as could be because he probably only got half of his payoff, and so you know. But, uh, so yeah, I'll never forget that. We were slept. I tell him, I said, I said, uh, so what do we know about the hotel? He's like, oh man, we couldn't get the hotel. Um, he's like, man, you, there's, there's plenty of rooms in this house. I'm like, I'm not sleeping in this house. There's like a hundred people in here. I don't know any of them. And I was like, and I remember, and Bud, Troy, Troy Zag goes, y'all can sleep in the van if you want to. And I was like, you know, because remember, if it is a, it is a, people don't listen, it's not just a real van, it was a conversion van. The back seat pulled down to a, made a little bed, and the the two middle seats were big captain's chairs, so you just recline those back. So, actually, it was actually better than sleeping in that house any day of the week. So, that wasn't bad. Oh, yeah. So, we go out there, I'll never forget, about 3 o'clock in the morning, rah, rah, 
Right across from this house was the vol the Bergen Volunteered Fire Department. Remember, the their fire alarm went off at like three in the morning. I was like, oh my gosh. And finally, it went off. I went about seven o'clock. I woke up and I was like, "All right, I'm going to get our money." So I go in and Rick's like, "Hey man," I was like, uh, "So we getting, you know, when we getting ba when we getting paid?" He's like, "You stay in the van. I mean, you stay in the van sleeping." And uh, he goes, "He said, man, I gotta go. We're going to go in town, and I gotta get the money, get some money out of the ATM and everything." He said, and uh, I said, "Okay." So, uh. The rat he was with, it was me, him, and this this rat he had. She drove us into back into Danville, and uh, um, I was starving. I was like, "Gosh, I because I don't, you know there was no food the night before." And um, so we get going. And she we go to Goodies in Danville, and so we're walking around. I'm like, "Okay," I was like, "I tell him, man, I need to get something to eat." He's like, "Oh, we're gonna be we're gonna be here much longer." And he, he's ordering this, he's buying all these pants and clothes and stuff. And this rat, he pulls them on the rat pays for them. So, he, uh, well, she's over paying for him. He comes over to me. He goes, man, I wish I could give y'all some more. And I was like, okay. I remember opening it up and wasn't it, didn't he give us like $10 a piece? I think it was ten dollars a piece because it was supposed to. Because he told us like, oh man, I remember he told us it was going. He didn't ever give us. He never gave me a to, uh, uh, you know, a guarantee of it. But he said it was going to be really worth our time. And ten dollars a piece. Yeah, you know, that to me that that you know, if he would have said, okay, you're getting ten dollars, we still would have did it. But. You know, don't promise us the moon. And then, yeah, and he come over and had his, and I'm sure he just, he got that off that right then. But yeah, she was up there buying him all these. I was like, man, you know, I was like, instead of buying him all the stuff, you need to go, you need to go ATM, get some more cash out and pay us, you know? So I don't think anybody got paid, probably not even, you know, trans that night. So Probably not. Yeah. And then, Okay, we got about two. Well, we got less than two minutes. I was going we're at fifty-eight. I'm gonna try to speed this up real fast. Unless you want to go into another hour, going to the second uh, hour. I, I, I'm good. <laughs> okay, well, I'm gonna speed this, speed this real fast. Okay, so I want to say it was in '94. I actually saw Rick Valentino. He worked for. He did a show, a couple shows for. Um, I think Terry Rice, yes, Terry Rice Power Slam out of West Nashville Bass School. He was, he was, he came down with Sean Casey and was working the show. And he actually come up and told me and said, "Man, because I hadn't seen him since that night, uh, that that day when we left, you know, since all that happened up there." So yeah, I asked, and he come up to me and said, "Hey, man, I'm sorry about all that happened up there." He's like, and I heard he went to jail. You know, that was the rumor because he just fell face there. And he said, "Yeah, I went and did some time." Um, yeah, that was all uh, insurance fraud. I, 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 I got. I think he said like sixteen months or something. They got the the, the family got like years and years for insurance fraud and everything. But, yeah, he actually come clean on and said it was all an insurance fraud thing. But all right, we're about out of time because uh, it's it's winded down fast. But uh, all right, uh, hey, uh, if you can go to MemphisTees.com, it's still up. Um, buy something. 
uh, spend some money for Scott Teal's fan. Uh, Scott Teal, sorry, Scott Scott Bowden's family, and also go to the Crowbar Press. Spend some money on Scott Teal's page. Uh, for Quint Charisma, hey, that's me and Mark Gordy, and this is called in the ring. Thank you and God bless. <laughs>